pues ya estoy listo. A ver, listo también. Vámonos. Salud. Salud. Let's go, Cesar. Let's go, man. Dog, your chair is way lower than mine. I know. We changed chairs, and now I'm, like, sitting a whole foot higher Yo, than Cesar's. I, I feel really short right now. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like every episode. Maybe this is a shout-out to potential sponsors. Ooh. Dick Sporting Goods. Big Five Sporting Goods. We'll even take you guys. Anything. Um, if you guys haven't seen us on TikTok, on videos, on Instagram, anywhere... Our vibe is to use these, like, soccer coach chairs, right? Like, kind of like you're on the bench or you're, like, a parent on a soccer game. These little ghetto ones. Uh, they do the job. Yeah, I mean, they're chair, they're comfy. They're comfy. They, they're, they don't have lumbar support or, like, great, uh, like, threading underneath your butt or anything. But it's just nice. It feels just like home. chill, yeah. Vibes. It feels like when we were kids playing. So we love it. We'll keep it going. Uh, but welcome back, folks. Episode number 69. Cheech. 69. Nice. Nice. My name is Omar here with Cesar. Uh, we got an action-packed agenda for you folks. Uh, we're going to start with the, you know, the usual. Iran and North Korea in the in the world of soccer. <laughs> the usual. They're always there, right? They're staples. I'm just kidding. Um, we got new teams coming in NWSL. We got new logos coming in the MLS. We got Champions League just starting this week. Ooh, yeah, I'm excited for that. Man, we're going to go for like two hours in this episode. For real, so many games going on. Just kidding, folks. Don't tune out just because I said that. <laughs> Hopefully it will not be more than like an hour or something. Um, but yeah, a whole bunch of Champions League. Uh, Premier League still going over the weekend. We got La Liga. We got every league in the world. We got Liga Mankeys, which I think we're just going to skip this week. Uh, yeah, right. There's not much really to talk about there's there. a lot to talk about. I think it's just kind of, it was kind of like an off week. And I think. Uh, For who? Because. I think we just, uh, we're just laying it to rest maybe. Maybe the rest of the season. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. No se escondan pues. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll face the music. We had the Clásico Nacional in Mexico. And me and Cesar didn't even watch it because andamos en la fiesta. Andamos de, de party de tomos. Pegaditos, we were close to the phone, making sure, uh, getting those updates. I was Every not. time they scored, I'd no. celebrate, show it to Omar. I was, we'll get to that. I was not stuck to my phone. I was living it up at the party, <laughs> dog. I know. Hey, hey. Yeah, that shit's popping. We'll get to it, folks. We'll, let's uh, start right off with top news. Let's kick it right off with Iran. In Iran, there's a bit of craziness going on because CR7 came to town. Uh, CR7 visited the great city of Tehran. For all my uh, Persian, my Iranian folks out there, all of our listeners, if we have any, he headed down there for their version of Champions League. And they played against Persepolis from Tehran, and they uh, CR7's Al Nasser won two to zero. Jeez! But the did he, did he score? Yeah, I don't fucking know. He always <laughs> scores a penalty, so it's probably a penalty. Nah, but it was an but, own goal and then Mohammed Kasim. Ah, uh, damn, he's in the mud. 
Brizzy's <laughs> wash. Um, but the big note of all this was the the craziness that happened before the game. The bus getting there from I don't know from their flyer or whatever. I don't know how they they transport the teams, but the bus going to their hotel room was being followed by an ocean of fans. Hundreds of people were there, man. Yeah, everybody was there. Everyone. They were like literally crossing through the streets, or like you got houses on the side, and people were coming out, running on the street, trying to catch up. Like, yeah, and people on the side just crying, bawling their eyes out, trying to get a picture, trying to. Just look at, see where Cristiano is. It was mayhem. Yeah, it was like a freaking One Direction or BTS or some shit see, was going through their town. It was it was insane. But this is what, you know, CR7 brings, like, in other places around the world. Like, it's crazy to see him now in Iran, right? Like, we've seen him everywhere in Europe, but now seeing him in, like, the Middle East, it's crazy how much they love him. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's a different type of mayhem. A lot of people were like, see, your goat Messi can't do this. But he is doing similar things in MLS, right? Here in, in Miami, he goes, he went to like a freaking, what it was like a store. And then on the way out, everybody was waiting for him on the path to his car, right? Yeah. I mean, even him, these guys are world superstars. Like wherever they go, I'm sure there's people keeping an eye out, trying to get a picture. It's yeah. Crazy. It, it, it's just really fun to see like, all the mayhem that they create. Thankfully, it didn't doesn't seem like anybody got injured or anything, but like the mayhem that they create, the chaos that comes out of them, just how much they're loved, how much people want to see them, uh, how much impact they've had on the world, soccer-wise, outside of soccer, right? To even see it, I think to see it in the U.S. is crazy, but it was also amazing to see it out of Iran. Have you ever been one of those fans? No, I don't consider myself something like that. It would, not even if Messi came around or Cristiano or who's your favorite player? No me digas que Alexis Vega because that was hey. No, I, I'm a lover of the game, man. Yeah. Um, I, I love Cristiano Ronaldo. I love Messi. If it was like by style, which one did I like more overall? It was Messi, right? Like the gambeta, yeah, more than like the speed and like all that stuff, but. I you, don't know. You wouldn't like go to like their practice or training. I would sessions. go to the practice, but I'm not gonna run after the car. I'm not gonna <laughs> if the but if they're passing by me, I might hit them with a yo. What's good? Like, hey, you got time for a little something, a little signature? And then he's telling me no, but no, but like to run after the car, no, no. I'm trying to think if I would fangirl over any player. I don't think so. I don't know, like a Rafa Marquez, I'd be yeah. hella down to meet him. Like a Jorge Campos would be dope. Yeah, but but Tavia, would you would you go crazy for some players? Um, so Messi, he's in your wallpaper. Oh, he is. Would you go but crazy? That, that picture's iconic. It's yeah, the one it he's is. holding yeah. the World Cup. No, but uh, when the Copa America was around, um, they were around the Bay, right? So Argentina played, I think, one game here at the Levi Stadium. They practiced at San Jose State. Yeah. yeah. So me and Jorge, Jorge invited me, and we went out there to the practice, and he was coming out on the bus, and we got to see him. Um, and then, Lloraste. No, no. Oh, no. But like, even during that like moment, I was like, bro, like, they're doing their thing. Like, I don't know. It just, I like being there, and I got to see him. But, like, yo, he's a person at the end of the day, like, it's kind of like to your point, like I'm a lover of the game, of the team, of seeing them perform. Like eso de andarlos um, buscando or running after them or seeing where they're going to be next. If I, I'm there already and I see a dude, yeah, I'm going to ask him for a picture. 
but I'm not yeah. going to try and follow them like all over the city. All right, next in top news, uh, North Korea has had their first competitive men's match. What a start to this top news section. Um, yeah, we're talking about North Korea now. Their, their first <laughs> men's match in four years, and their plans are to have uh, to be able to compete in competitive tournaments such as um, the Asian Games that they have, very local. Um, the, they want to try again for the Olympics. I don't know if the geopolitics will really allow them to. But we'll see. And they would like to try to get back into the World Cup. They were in it a couple of World Cups ago, right? 2010, if I'm not mistaken, was the last time they were at a World Cup. And it was honestly, it's kind of crazy that they were even able to qualify um ever since australia came in i mean maybe now since it's going to be 30 what 64 teams instead of 32 maybe they can make it again but it's kind of wild that they've had this four year of gap and now they're trying to go back i don't know we don't like getting into the politics of things but uh yeah there's a reason why they weren't there and now i don't know what has changed but i mean apparently they're having scrimmages against teams from china so the We'll see what kind of ballers they have after not playing for four years there. Yeah, in four years, like, soccer can change. I wonder if they're in there, like, echándole ganas al What if they have, like, a super competitive Yeah, what if they have their own, like, version of Messi in there, like a superstar. That'd be crazy. We just don't know about it. Yeah. Sheesh. I've heard they've they've had their own, like, World Cup within North America. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I don't know. All right, in lighter news... Uh, the NWSL, the women's league here in the U.S., uh, has rewarded their next expansion team to Boston, Jeez. to the New England region. Yeah, I mean, crazy like soccer, footballing region with the like the New England Revolution. There is really good as well. So I, I think it's a it's a good thing they brought it to Boston. Yeah, it seems like the East Coast is a, a hotbed for big soccer. So I'm excited to see what they got. Boston area is big. Um, they got funny accents over there. But, yeah, shout out to them. All right, folks. Manchester United had a dressing room situation. We'll go over. I don't know. I thought they did okay today in the game, so we'll go over that in a bit. But, but yeah, they had a little bit of a, let's just call it a sticky situation in the locker room between McTominay and Licha El Carnicero. Yeah, and uh, Bruno Fernandez was on that was. Uh, complaining to these guys. He's probably trying to captain. chill things out. I mean, I'm like, hey, wait. Yeah, I mean. He's Lisa- the captain. I feel like even today, like, Lisandro was just on one. He was just trying to get it from everybody. He was just trying to. I feel he's, he's chiquito, a little crazy. Pero picoso, wey. Sí, wey, eso, wey. I don't know. It's the little man's complex, but I feel. You por look eso, at him funny, wey. I don't know. Because por eso le dicen carnicero, the butcher. Yeah. That's the that's like the type of dudes like in Sunday League where you're like you get the ball and you're like you're like wincing like wait that fool's gonna hit me that fool's good like I bet you back when he was younger that fool have did you see the video of uh the Honduran League where that fool just oh, went yeah. <laughs> flying two legs that was literally studs up that was Licha and U tens just going straight at fools crazy no for real that fool's got like yeah I mean he's super passionate he's super aggressive right we talked about it here. With his height, he's still able to win a lot of uh, aerial balls. He's able to win a lot of 50-50s because he just has that and that garra, right? He wants it more than the other players, right? But, I mean, sometimes that, it kind of overflows into other scenarios. And Yeah. And uh, Bruno being the, the captain, he has to, you know, step in and kind of keep order in the, in the dressing room. 
and you know gotta keep these news from popping up like literally like every three days i feel like yeah. there's news from manchester united coming out so this is like with a grain of salt because we don't see what happens behind closed doors and how these players are in locker rooms Right, other than what we see in interviews or what we see in the game, I don't know. Some something he does not give me captain vibes. It doesn't give me captain vibes either. I just feel like he's, I don't know how to describe it, but it's almost like he's not like a true born leader. Like he doesn't. When I think of him, I don't think of like, oh, that was gonna lead this team to glory. Like I get more captain vibes from somebody like Casimiro or from somebody like Varan. And I mean, it might be just because we've seen them win championships. Like, you don't know. Like, but yeah, you would think somebody with five champions leagues yeah. would come in and be like, all right, cabrones, do this because I want it. And if anyone's going to be complaining, come see me, dog, right? But I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I was kind of surprised to see Bruno. I figured Rashford, maybe it's his, it's his squad, it's his club, boyhood club. Yeah, but I feel like for me, like Rashford has been too much in the spotlight sometimes for the wrong reasons, Tambien, or for his performance or stuff like that. But, but it's always got to be somebody that's always there, right? Somebody that always plays, right, for the majority of the time. It can't be McTominay because that fool's always right in the bench. Yeah. Right. It can't be your back line is changing every game. Yeah. It can't be. Who's the right back? Um, Dalot. It can't be Juan Basaka. It can't be. Yeah. It can't be any Luke. I mean, you would think Luke Shaw, well-respected English player, right? But like, I mean, he's injured. <laughs> yeah. Better things to come out of the United locker room after last weekend. I thought it was like a complete pitfall for United. Like, when the hell is are they going to bottom out and just be like start working up, right? And we'll talk about it in a bit. But in Champions League, I mean, didn't do too bad. Yeah. Um, the last thing that I want to go into right before we go into Champions League, Seattle Sounders announced they're going to get a new logo. I just I just hope it's not like super simple and super minimalistic. So, I mean, like, uh, for folks that maybe don't know too much about the MLS, uh, MLS is doing a very uh, thorough, but I would say bad job of trying to completely redo all these retro uh, team logos. Right. Um, so even our earthquakes had a really nice earthquakes one, like the sun on it and all these things. Right. And then they try to make them super simple, put them in this like very simple box of things that you can do with the logo to try to make it fit this uniform league. Right. And almost every single logo that's been created has gotten a bunch of pushback about how it's shitty compared to the past ones. Columbus crew. I'm wearing my DC United one because DC United is one of the few that actually hasn't been touched too much. Um, I think the last update that they do is in 2015, but like yeah. it's been well received, I guess. But Chicago Fire Chicago Fires was terrible. Yeah, it was. So Chicago Fire so ugly. had a really had a really nice one, OG one that looked like the damn fire department, yeah. right? Which is the big thing. And then they changed it, and they had that triangle thing. Remember? It was an oval. It was like the spa logo, like more oh, oval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it had three piquitos going up yellow and then three piquitos going down red. And it was like a dark blue. Yeah, hell no. And people <laughs> were like, what is that? And they sold jerseys. I think they started the season like that. And then they revamped it to the new. It looks like a Chicago Cubs it's like yeah. circle and it's light blue with the red. And people still hate it. I was seeing it on Twitter before, but. 
Yeah, same thing with the, I think it was Montreal Impact. They did a super shitty one. They also had a very, like, older school logo that was, mm-hmm. like, perfect, you know? And they keep doing these. It's like they think, oh, we're in the 21st century, and now we got to, like, simplify everything. And it's so, like, American to see something. It's like they're trying to, like, make them, like, minimalist. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, sometimes how do you the classics are the classics. I uh, I don't see where their head's coming from. And I don't know if it has to fit an Adidas standard in the MLS, but it it hurts. How man, do you build like football heritage by keep changing the logo and keeping it looking like the next team and the next team? They all got to yeah. look the same. I mean, so the Columbus Crew got theirs completely Columbus redone. Columbus Crew was probably one of the favorite ones by like far. Like even for me as an Earthquakes fan, like that was iconic. The old one, yeah, the old the one. Three the three dudes on it. Yeah. I was like. I was like, God damn, that's probably one of the only <laughs> logos in the world with people on it. Exactly. Other than Bournemouth and Atalanta with the... Yeah, with the hair. little... Yeah. But no, that was wild. And like, I'm sure people like in England hated on it because it's an American thing. But like, it's an OG thing. Uh, a lot of people have mixed opinions about what they're doing with all these logos. I think a lot of people also hate them. Um, hopefully, Seattle Sounders do not mess this up. We'll review it when it comes out. Apparently, it's coming out. Uh, in the mid, like later the next week, I think. I, so maybe but knowing next the MLS, it's going to be booty. Yeah, there's not much hope. All right, let's take it around the leagues. We got Champions League coming back this week, much awaited. What's the best thing to get back about Champions League? The Paramount Plus coverage. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With Kay Abdo, with Micah Richards, with Jamie Carragher, with Thierry Henry, El Senor Big Don. Mike. Yeah, um, I mean. No, yeah, and it's... uh. It's good. We're already getting a bunch of memes out of it, like people making fun of Harry Kane for not being able to speak German. And uh, they apparently they cut off Gabriel Jesus to move to Harry Kane and the other coverage. Dude. Uh, like, it's just laughs. It's it's a good time. They're so natural. Like, the those four. Yeah. They're just so natural with it. They, like, Kate Apto speaks, like, five languages, and she'd be teaching the, uh, Spanish to the for others. Real. and um, Michael Richards is just a big funny dude, <laughs> yeah. and him and Jamie Carragher. Yeah, I feel like that's a per- they need their own show. Yeah, I think that for the they did coverage in um in the U.S. for certain Premier League games last year. They had like hype parties, and uh, they had them walking around New York or Philadelphia. Oh, for just real, just doing funny stuff. That that was awesome. I remember that. And then Jamie Carragher, Messi supposedly DM him saying burro, <laughs> and Carragher was like. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but thanks. Um, no, yeah, that stuff's good. The uh, Paramount Plus is doing a great job, CBS, with all their coverage with that. But, yeah, let's kick it right off uh, with the newcomers, Feyenoord, a podcast favorite. They won 2-0 over Celtic uh, without Santi because he got a suspension from the game that they got eliminated in Europa League. I think they, I think he got a yellow and VAR update upgraded it to a uh, red because he smacked the shit out of somebody. At La- the Lazio game, right? Yeah, but yeah, he's now uh, he'll be back next game, I believe. I think it's just a one game suspension, but um, now they're in first because Lazio tied Atletico de Madrid. Atletico de Madrid gave up a last minute goal to Lazio's goalkeeper. That goal was crazy. It wasn't his first time scoring going up for a header either. He's how tall. I mean, he is. He's over six foot. So I mean, I don't, I don't not believe it. But yeah, the last minute, every goal he's dream 
goes up for a header, headers it in, tie the game. Done that before. Calmate. Have so you really? I, dude, yeah. I went up for a header. Copa Alianza. I went up for a header. Fucking got it. Hella good. Damn. Damn. You were like, vamos, cabrón. I was running back all happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but so that draw from Lazio and Atletico Madrid puts Feyenoord in first by themselves in that group. Let's go. Do you Come think on. they could do it in this group? Do you think they could get first overall? Yeah, I think they can. I think uh, Lazio is going to be a good game, and Atletico Madrid is going to be a tough game. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they were able to get past Celtic uh, without Santi, I can't imagine if once Santi gets back, yeah, you know, the, the work he's going to put in. I think those three points are gold, yeah. especially trying to set your feet in the first match. Yeah, I think that's really big for them to get those points and. Hopefully that gives them the confidence to be like, all right, we can compete at this level now. Let's try to take out some of these other teams. Yeah, if you would have told me what's the perfect scenario for Feyenoord on the first match week, this is it. Yeah. Right, getting drawn this group, uh, getting drawn to be at home for the first game, and then both results coming out in favor of them. Like, you know, life's looking good over there. All right, uh, you know who else life's looking good for? Uh, Barcelona. And it's not looking good for Antwerp. Let's uh, Bar- go. Barcelona won 5-0. Smacked them, man. Back-to-back 5-0s after beating Betis over the weekend. 5-0 and making them look like little kids. And then you go and you beat Antwerp 5-0. My question to you, Cesar, is this Barcelona the real deal or is Antwerp that bad? No, I think Barcelona's the real deal. Not Because they did it against Betis. Best, Betis is historically like a mid to top table team mm-hmm. you did it 5-0 to them and then go to receive Antwerp right they, Barcelona playing at home Yep, and do it again like this team is like perfect chemistry everybody's working together right now and Xavi los tiene al millón I do want to see Barcelona do it against Porto I think yeah. that's going to be a tougher game I don't think it will be tougher against Shakhtar Donetsk but um, I do want to see it against Porto because this Antwerp team looked bad. What was it? The 3-0 Rafinha's goal that, like, the keeper went the wrong way. on a, an own goal, like, right? No. Yeah, I think uh, Rafinha, like, hit it off a defender and it, like, went in with, like, no angle. And the keeper went out and it, it just did not look bad. And we've seen our fair share of kind of rookie mistakes in the past couple of days here. Um, who was it? The keeper from... The Red Stars. The Red Stars. Yeah, yeah he, he really messed up. Uh, yeah, I, I want to see Barcelona do it against a better team, but all of their players are firing. They, they're they getting goals from everybody in this game. Betis, I think they had five different goal scorers too. Yeah, so the newcomers, ones that are alone, Joao Felix and Joao Cancelo have been doing great for Barcelona. So Yeah, Con- uh, Felix scored two. Cance- Cancelo scored one. Uh, they're looking good. Even... Uh, your boy Yamin. Yamin. He Yamin. almost scored one at the very end. They get out of that group. We'll watch out for them in elimination games. Um, your Newcastle got their uh, welcome to uh, to Champions League visiting San, El San Siro versus Milan, and they tied zero zero. I mean, yeah, I think it's Tied a great, game. I think it's a good uh, like outcome for Newcastle. Better for Newcastle than Milan. Yeah, definitely. You're if you're Milan, you're playing at home, and then you get a clear chance like Leao had. You have to put it away, man. Yeah, Newcastle. I think these this one point is like a gold for them as well. Porque 
it was a tough matchup. It's a tough group. So. Yeah, this is your first game back to Champions League. You're kind of testing the waters to see how your squad's going to do in this league. You're doing shitty at the EPL level, también. Yeah. So this is for them was a, a good first step. This is not bad. And uh, homecoming back for Sandro Tonali. Yeah. Right, who got a the backdoor exit <laughs> by getting thrown out by uh, Milan ownership there. He got a huge standing ovation before during warm-ups, huge standing ovation when he got subbed out. I thought that was really nice. Nice yeah. gesture. And he said it himself publicly. He's saying, like, my love for Milan is always going to be great. Like, I know whatever happened between me and management was one thing, but I love this club. And, I, like, hopefully one day I can come back type of thing. He didn't yeah. say exactly like that, but, you know, he's showing his love for sure. And the people are showing it back. Yeah, they were chanting the whole time. When you, whenever he touched the ball, whenever he, when he came out, they were they were going crazy more than their own players. Yeah. Manchester City beat Red Star. What we mentioned, three one, big mistake by the keep. They were up one zero. Yeah, before the half too. They were looking pretty good, and then I mean, law of averages, talent shows, and City came back. They won three to one, and that Julian Alvarez, Erling Haaland combination is being called out as like one of the best duos and best investments because both of them together are right around the same amount that Arsenal paid for Kai Havertz, same as uh, Modric, same as a lot of these stars that other other teams have gotten, and they got a two-for-one. Yeah, I mean, Julian Alvarez right now is tearing it up. Don't matter where, if it's in the league or if it's in champions, like he's tearing these teams up. He looks so good. He looks like I know Holland is here, but I'm also here. What's up? Yeah, he's like, dude, I I I think Alvarez contributes more to the yeah. team. Right? Yeah. And he helps with a lot more the build up, right? He's obviously in a better position to do that, but I think he also has the skill sets that help him with that. Um so yeah, this city team's going to get scary if they can fit him in consistently like this. If you're going to get Doku, which we'll talk about in a bit. Dude. That's it's too much. Carmense cabrones. Um, today's games today be Wednesday. We got Real Madrid with a last minute winner against Union Berlin. Yeah, and who did who was it? Jude. It Bellingham. had to be. Had to be late win. Fourth minute. And then he runs off with his typical hands open. What yeah, do the fans do? Papa. What do the fans do? And everybody does it with the same them. thing. There's some fool with the New York Jets jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What are you doing? So random, man. What are you doing there with the New York Jets jersey? I have so many questions for you. Sucking law. I know, for real. Uh, but yeah, no, it looked like Madrid just couldn't get the one in. I think they deserved it. They were freaking bombarding that house. And that back line, who funny enough has Leonardo Bonucci. So random. I just Fun found fact. that out today. <laughs> yeah, 36-year-old Bonucci, a goat from La Juve. Um, I had no idea he was at Union Berlin until I saw him get subbed out of the game. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck? But I was like, I mean, makes sense why the that back line was holding up. Yeah. Right? Con el puro colmillo. I, I really think uh, Union Berlin deserved more. Um, their story is actually pretty dope. They were only... I think they weren't in first division up until like four or five years ago, and now they're playing champions. Like, it's and they got crazy. great players. They have a legend like Bonucci come that your team's a real deal. 
Yeah, and that's why I think they deserved more. They hold held up, and then it, that goal came off of like a weird deflection off of a corner after a shot. Um, it just happened to land right in front of Jude. I feel like he's attracting all the goals yeah. right now. He was like very narrowly onside yeah. off of a couple of deflections. By the time it got to him, it looked like he was offsides because he was the only one in front of the goal and got to get a push in. But yeah, like we've said in past episodes, to make him, you got to be there. Yep. All right, and he is. Nobody else is there. Uh, so this is this is Real Madrid, right? Big teams can always find a way to make it happen. Very true. Speaking of big teams, my Arsenal oh, won four zero versus uh, Concacaf FC. Digo. PSV, uh, yeah, it was complete dominant performance. Arsenal went up in this in the game, and I don't think they took the foot off the pedal the whole damn game. Everyone scored. Saka, Trossard, Gabriel Jesus is coming back now with back-to-back goals, I believe. Uh, Odegaard got his goal a little bit late. But, yeah, there's nothing that PSV looked like they could have done to really help them out. Ni metieron las manos. No, for real. Ni metieron los... I lost the CONCACAF. No, I'm... Chuki came in like the 70th minute. Yeah, they put in a little bit late, right? Close to the 70th. They put Tillman in. Oh, they yeah. put Chuki. And then they put Ricardo Pepe Apaque in the 90th. In the 90th. <laughs> but no, Serginio Dest was in there, which is a good call out. But then he had a big, big mess up on the goal. The 1-0. I don't know if you saw it. I um, didn't see it, but... So Saka's going down the right. And what are you not supposed to do with Saka? Let him get on his left, right? He always cuts into the left. Boom. Dude. So he goes in. He uh, They get a little play in. I, I don't remember if it was him or somebody else, but they get a shot on goal. Uh, the keeper blocks it and spits it out. And one, Des let him get in and looked way too easy. But then when the shot came up and the keeper blocked it, Des stopped and Saka made the run in and the deflection fell right to him and he got a tap in. Dude. Just this is why he wasn't preferred at Barcelona, neither at AC Milan, because of stuff like this. But that's that's what a lot of people are saying on Twitter, right? You're an outside back. You're not a winger, right? Your first responsibility is to know how to defend, and then you attack from there. Yeah. Right? And that's why people love how much he can attack, and that's why he gets the starts, right? Because you're like, okay, if our back line can hold up, he will help us enough attacking that it will make sense but like if you give up that easy of a goal somebody else that will defend first might take up your spot yeah i i feel like it also like over the weekend he did really well like having players on the floor but that's in the netherlands in the air yeah. you do it against quality teams like arsenal in the champions league where they have quality players like Saka. You're gonna get ex- exposed all day, yeah. and like, to be honest with you, that's the difference in the quality. And we saw it like perfectly in, dis- in display. We saw it in the scoreline and everything. And to be honest with you, we've been seeing, we've been talking about it more in the Discord that like the Dutch league's not looking the hottest lately, right? A lot of uh, Concacaf players are going straight in, and we've always seen it as a good transition league for them, one where they can shine. But like a lot of these players are like balling out like Dest and you're like well you didn't do it at Barcelona what the fuck yeah so yeah I don't know this PSV squad's got a lot of 
ground to cover. But thankfully, there was no winner in the other game. Sevilla and Lons tied 1-1. I did not watch that game. Manchester United versus Bayern, the game that everybody was watching. And everyone was expecting Bayern to win 27-0. At least. At least on a bad day. (laughs) (laughs) But um, Manchester United honestly showed more fight than a lot of us thought. They put the hands up. Uh, It almost looked like they weren't. Because they were down 2 0, then 2 1, and 3 1. Uh, and uh, Casimiro had to put the team on his back late and score two goals back to back. But yeah, I overall, I was surprised that United stayed this, and kept it this close. I think it was by the might, the will of a few, more than the overall effort. But I think Bayern was able to turn it on when they needed to and was just like, ah. Little kid, like, toma otro gol, go get it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was surprised as well that Manchester United held it this tight at the end. I feel like if um you would have had an extra five, ten minutes, Manchester United would have found the equalizer just because they were just on top of Bayern the last like five or so minutes. Um, but you know, if this is what we want to see in the EPL from them, it's like just. It doesn't matter if you lose, but at least you lost with your heart out yeah. there, right? Trying your best. Just give me that, and I bet you the fans are not going to mind losing just so tight of a, of a scoreline. And, I mean, if you can lose that close to um, to Bayern, you should be winning games in the Premier League. So, it's, uh, like, I mean, to me what comes to mind is that maybe it's not the same level of effort in the Premier League right now. But there are teams, guess Alisson, right? They play to the level of their opponents. You play an amazing Bayern. Everyone is motivated before that game to try to show up in Champions League, their first time here in a while. But then you go back to Premier League, and like people are like, ah, I don't go fuck really. Like we it's got like, thirty more weeks of this, we'll be fine. But maybe now this will motivate. Them. I, that's what I was thinking after the game was over. Was like maybe this will at least motivate them. Or at least motivate some players to... Yeah, I mean, Casemiro looks motivated. But, like, if the rest of the squad can help them out and be like, all right, like, we lost, but we lost to an amazing squad. And we held our own. Maybe in the next game back, it's in Manchester. We can do something. But we need to start with this weekend yeah. in the Premier League. What can we do there? Yeah, and that's why the captain comes in and is very important for talks like those. If the coach doesn't give it, or if he does, the captain got to reiterate, because seeing that from your captain as well just reinforces that message. Um, So Bruno really has to keep it together in that locker room because Manchester United need to get their shit together. They sit like, what, 16th in the Prem? They're not looking good. It's like they're they're not looking good whatsoever. They're just down there like, like Chelsea is. Chelsea's right next to them too, so... Yeah, for real. Got to pick it up, man. 13th and 14th. Your Newcastle's 12th, so niable. Ah, uh, pues but sí, Newcastle, I got to spread out. They don't have budget like Chelsea and Manchester United. Oh, yeah, they do. Fuck. No, but, yeah, um, Bruno Fernandes probably has to pull in an audible and be like, hey, hey, Casemiro, I know I'm the captain, but wait, diles, diles, diles. <laughs> que le chingadas, así como ver, tú. Unas palabritas, <laughs> por unas favor. Palabras. Que pasa el señor Casemiro, por favor. Sí. Five <laughs> times Champions League winner. Quickly wanted to shout out Onana for what he said after the game. From yeah, he owned up to it. 
right? Yeah, he had a blunder on the first goal for Manchester United. Um, but after the game, he was like, you know what, guys? Like, I'm in the biggest club in England. Um, I know I yeah, haven't right. been playing up to par. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this game was my fault. The 1-0 was started everything. And I promise I will be better. Just owning up and saying, yo, like, I'm fu- I fucked up today, but I promise you I'm going to come back stronger. Yeah. Like, that says a lot. And that's great to hear. And something tells me that's not something they get from other players that have fucked up recently. Yeah. Right? So that's something, an attitude thing that I hope rubs off on that locker room. But it's something, I, I love that he did that. But at the same time, like, this dude was in the final of the Champions League last year. And you needed him to show up, right? I'm glad that he's saying, like, yo, 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 I know I can do it, so I'm going to do it next time. But, but damn, like, I think it shows a little bit of the United situation. It's just, like, everyone's struggling. Yeah, and, like, as a goalie, you, I'm glad you did that, but it's almost like a, like a double-edged sword because now you fuck up one more time and your whole confidence and everybody else's confidence on you is over. Like yeah. You put yourself out there like that, have to show up. Let's move on to the Premier League that happened over the weekend. These results were before all of these uh, turning of the coin that happened in Champions League. Liverpool beat Wolves 3-1. to one. They're looking pretty strong. Yeah, even Pep was like, yo, Liverpool's actually coming back and they're strong. Yeah, currently they're sitting in third. Maybe just to recap where we are, City's in first, Tottenham's in second. Liverpool in third and Arsenal in fourth. And we'll go over a little bit of uh, uh, some looking into the table in a bit. Uh, but Manchester United lost to Brighton. That's where I was saying I think the result that they got in Champions League was better for them than what we saw over the weekend. Brighton won 3-1. to one, And the Serbi's got that team firing on all cylinders, man. They're looking good. They're looking strong, fast. Yeah, they look so patient off the ball and just knowing where they're going to pass next and just like nothing, man. They're just coasting by, I feel like. Yeah, so he is coining this whole play out the back, right? You sent me some numbers that they're the only team that has, I mean, nobody's even close to them, but no. they have not done a long ball this whole season. Zero. Out the back, out the off of a goal kick. Yeah, zero. That's insane. Yeah, other than Pep, I mean. But everyone else is like in way higher numbers. No, 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 I know. Like but not like, even. We haven't seen. A team do this since like Pep's Barcelona or yeah. Pep's teams in general, but to deserve to do it like this with like zero, like a big fat zero, like nobody, no, none of the times they have a goal kick, they do a long goal kick. It's crazy. Like it's crazy to do it's that. Crazy to think. And I mean, it comes with a couple things. You have to have the confidence to be able to do. It. You have to have the skill level to do it right. But if you're able to master it. That's where you see the improvement in play, right? Because they have the ability then to break lines a lot easier, right? They spread out the field so much by having their center backs right next to the keep and to play out the back, right? And then they just get through, like in this game against United, they just got through one to two players. And then you see Mitoma flying, and you're just like, what the? F-? Like, who's who's guarding him? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, how do we get here? We were just at a goal kick. For real. And I think that really helped them out. Uh, We'll see if any teams can really like counteract that if they can stop it, like a city of a very strong team. Uh, but no, yeah, it seems to be a formula that's working well. Ansu Fati got his debut this weekend. 
yeah, and um, he didn't look too bad. He looked a little bit out of form, but he had a couple shots on goal. I'm sure next week he's gonna do better. Yeah, he's got to see. He's got to figure out a way to fit in. Yeah, right? it's a different system apparently. Like I said, he's got them playing much different, so he's got to find a way to fit in. And he's on my fantasy team, so oh shit, you got them. Yeah, in the fa- uh, budget or the draft? Draft. She not in budget. No. That's that's para los, para los All right, a Tottenham won two to one over Sheffield United, and they keep moving. Like we said, top four, yeah, second place, Tottenham tied for second. I will say that. Yeah, I mean they haven't lost a game yet, but what I will tell you is they have not played the strongest of opponents. This against Sheffield, last against Burnley, before that Fulham, okay, before that uh, Bournemouth, and then before that United, who we know is not doing that great. Damn. So Pulled I don't up know. the stats real quick and said, I don't, whoa, whoa, I don't whoa. know. Hay que la cosa también de vez en cuando, no? So 34 weeks. They're Relax. looking good, but they got the North London Derby coming out this Ooh, weekend. Big test right here. Big old test with that new coach, with these new players that think that they're all that. They got Solomon, they're, uh, the Israeli left winger who's been killing it. Kulusevsky on the right side, he didn't do that great last season. Trying out Son up top instead of Richarlison. Son. This is the big test. Yeah. And they just lost Perisic. For the season. Uh, for the season. Ay, Dios mío. Yeah, he got an ACL tear. So he's gone. And that's unfortunate. Um, coming up for the London Derby and the rest of the season. But we'll see. He was coming off the bench, which is uh, better for them. But he was very good off the bench. Yeah. He gave an assist this last game. So and I mean, you're going to miss that. He's shown it before. He can be really good. Veteran, leadership, that's yeah. all. Manchester City keeps steamrolling. They just keep moving. They, they got beat past West Ham. West 3-1. It was a tight game up until Edson came off of, like, fatigue. He got out, and that's, that's when the goals came in. That's what we'd all love to think. No, that's what happened. It did she happen. Got Edson got tired. He got, it looked like he got injured. You got to, you pulled the left hand. You're like, I got on my little And he came out and apparently after the game, he said, it's just like, it's nothing bad. So that makes us think it's fatigue, right? He played with Mexico in every game, played center back one of the games. So he's just a little tired. Yep. Just a little tired. He came out at the 68th minute and they, and Manchester City scored at the 76th. Yep. And, I mean, when you see those, it just kind of hurts, especially yeah. I bet the coach because he probably thinks, like, I had my good squad in, I made a couple subs, and then we got scored on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, paso? Why do we let up? Right? Just overpowered the quality of Manchester City. But, yeah, Julian Alvarez had two assists. The dude's been turning it up, like we said, and then Holland got his late goal in 86. Yeah, and Julian had a... A free kick that he hit off, off Dude, the bar. Dude, he lasered that shit. So, uh, I'm telling you, Julian just offers a lot more. Playing con una confianza right now. Just, le está valiendo madre quien está enfrente, pero. Yeah, I got my homies. I got all the city back in me. Los quien no. But, yeah. yeah, they got Doku, their new signing, who uh, scored their goal, the, the tying goal, right? Because West Ham was up. Yeah. Um, by doing, a, like, an amazing break. Easy break, cut in, boom, a la esquinita. 
Yeah. This dude looks like he's going to fit right in with City. Super young, 21-year-old. Came from Rennes in France. Um, yeah, he looked really good, and it looks like he's just coming in. He's either no problem. Off the bench or as a start, you know. But yeah, I mean, league perfect for him. I feel like it's just also like you got Manchester City. You play with so much confidence to just do what you want because you have Rodri right behind you. And he's yeah. gonna cover you. You can lose the ball. Like, Don't worry, you'll get it back in two minutes. Yeah, like, like fuck, man. Yeah. Um, but quick shout out to James Ward Prowse. He scored again, man. That was like flying. That's the dog right there. That one of the best, like um, money's worth, bang for your buck signings right here. Getting him from a second division squad. Bring him and bring him on up. Signing a full, he he's full signed on, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he's not alone. So, yeah, this is gonna be one of the best signings of the season, uh, with regards to like not necessarily the highest of numbers, maybe at the end of the season, but just overall impact. Yeah, it's like you got to look at some of these second division teams. You James do. Madison, Lester, pull him up. Amonos, Timothy Castagne. Keep that in your back of your mind. Where where was he? He was, he was Lester's outside back. Andale. And he came in for Fulham. First game starting this past weekend. Killed it. Let's uh, go back and revisit the table. Manchester City, Tottenham, Liverpool, Arsenal. Like we said, the, the bottom three, they're tied for second place. Uh, we got Brighton right below them with 12. We got West Ham with 10. Aston Villa in seventh with nine. And then just becomes a, fens- a feeding frenzy beneath there trying to get whatever they can. So, Cesar, I will ask you this question. Give me your top four. Yeah, let's start with top not, four and then give me five and six. After. Not in order, right? No, give me an order. In order? Yeah. I weigh we'll see. Uh, Manchester City, one. Arsenal, two. L- Brighton, three. Liverpool, four. Uh, West Ham, five. Tottenham, six. Sheesh, you got Brighton just skedaddling right by Liverpool. Yeah, I think. Brighton third, Liverpool fourth. Yeah, yeah, because how Deservey has them playing, if they get no injuries, they're going to be phenomenal throughout the season because they're a team. I mean, they already got hell injured, and Cecil's out injured. Ferguson's out injured right now. Damn. (laughs) But like Liverpool, like Liverpool is good too, but then you also have like, a veces Darwin shows up or Luis or Jota. So like I feel like Brighton is more of a team and Liverpool can make it happen, but then you'll have to have like Salah coming through or TAA not getting injured. He was out this weekend. So I'll give you my top six. Very similar. It's actually the same squads, I believe. <laughs> Manchester City first, Arsenal second, Awiwis. Um, third, I got Liverpool, which is okay. the difference. And I do believe Brighton will crack top four, so I have them at fourth. Fifth, I have Tottenham just missing top four. And then sixth, I have West Ham. And that was very close because I think them and Aston Villa yeah. will be fighting it out fighting for sure but i think west ham has done a very good job uh with their signings this season it's made a big difference from last season last season at the end of the season i would have never said they would make top six no but they're they're playing good but yeah very similar top sixes we got just a couple little stay tuned next episode (laughs) we'll talk to you guys about who we think will be bottom three all right let's bring it on to la liga Real Madrid beat Real Sociedad 2-1. to one. 
Uh, Valverde scored a banger. This is the one that they had hella touches, right? Like, yeah, they started off and they had hella touches. I think everybody almost touched the ball, and then, hijos de su madre, they I, they they make it work with whatever they got in Madrid, dog. Even Fran Garcia, who's that guy? He got he got two assists. Yeah, he's a left back, the outside left back, and he's not ultra young. Twenty no. <laughs> four year old left back, Canterano. Well, he was at um, Real Madrid, but then he went and played for Rayo Vallecano. Uh, Rayo Vallecano the last two seasons. But, man, like, he's coming back and everybody's looking. Bellingham, they got lucky he didn't score, but, you know, they're making it work. No, yeah, It was this, a banger of a goal from Valverde, man. Yeah. Did that, you see it? Yeah. Yeah. Th- this whole squad is just killing it. And I have been thinking, like, where's Valverde lately? And then he shows up big time. He's like, aquí estoy, cabrón. Aquí estoy, no se olviden de mí, cabrón. Tomando mi mate. Cual camavinga y cual pinche <laughs> Bellingham, Jutke, dice. Tu chameni. <laughs> dice, ni sé cómo se llama, güey, dice. Um, Barcelona beat Betis 5-0, what we mentioned earlier. Um, this was, I think, the starting point for Joao Felix to really start turning it on. He scored his first goal there. He yeah. has three goals in two games now with Barcelona. Um, Lewandowski got a goal in. Ferran Torres got a goal in. Rafinha got a goal in. Cancelo got a goal in. Everybody. I feel like seeing those highlights, because I didn't watch the full game, but seeing the highlights, you could just tell like Joao Felix is happy where he is right now. He was super happy in the interviews. He's like, this is my squad. Yeah, I mean, Xavi, whatever he's doing out there and the having the players just loving the game right now they're flying in all cylinders and it was only 5-0 but barcelona missed a few and then the goalie for real betis came up so it could have been a lot more only 5-0 yeah only five i was watching it like right around when they were 2-3-0 and betis looked completely disastrous completely torn apart they did not like it did not look like they were ever going to score one or even put their hands out to, like, block anything. Like, it looked so bad, so one-sided. Yeah, they just saw the ball pass by and go in the back of the net. I bet these teams also been getting dismantled. Like, I mean, you lose your captain, Canales. You lose your other captain in Joaquin. Your other captain, Guardado's Anciano now. Like, <laughs> it's just not, it's not looking good. They need to revamp the squad. Sevilla beat uh, Las Palmas de Julian Arrajo 1-0, and Sergio Ramos got his debut. Yeah, he had a big block for them in, late in the second half. That could have meant the tying for Las Palmas. Yeah, so he's going to make that back line pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, he just, just needs to get a little, right just needs to get a little used to things, but I think he'll fit right in. All right, let's move on to La Bundesliga, where nothing usually happens <laughs> other than Bayern tearing it up. But something did happen. They tied 2-2 versus Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah, it was a great game. Um, banger from Alex Grimaldo. Did you see the it? The free kick. Yeah. Dude. That was a sick goal. It was a sick goal. Even Sané, after he saw it go in, he like put his hands like on his head saying, yo, that was a banger. Like, yo, worldy. Kick. Yeah, it's crazy. In Italy, in Serie A, Inter Milan beat AC Milan 5-1. to That was bad. I saw a lot of people criticizing Pulisic. And the Americans on AC Milan just because they were not able to show their face and uh, really sh- show up here, right? Uh, Teo Fernandez, 
Teo Hernandez, I think, was one of the few that, like, did okay for that Milan squad. Yeah, I mean, he cost one of the penalties, so. But, I mean, other than that, whenever he goes to attack, he's a threat for yeah. sure. Um, and I also wanted to call out Thuram. Thuram. Um, he scored a banger, a banger of a, of a goal for this 2-0. And today, you were saying, right? Yeah, and today he scored again, so he's having a great time up with Inter right now. Roma B and Poli 7 0. Jesus Jeez. Christ. Oh my God. That's so bad. Yeah, they got a PK within the first 30, 40 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> and that's when everything started going. Dios mio. Uh, checking in on some of our Mexican players. Henoa tied 2 2 versus Napoli versus those champions. Yeah, they had it. Henoa were two up until like the 50, 16 minutes. And then Johan Vasquez came in for a split second, just a little cameo. Yeah, the second half, just because I mean he's been starting, but that's probably because he was with the national, the national team, right? Team, yeah. And then Ochoa went right back to being a meme. Yeah, lost three uh, zero off of three shots is what I saw on social media, and everybody's saying going right back to being like maybe we should start a process with somebody else. <laughs> it literally changes week after week. It does. People need to chill. Like I don't know. We just need to come up to a consensus with it. Like. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's not going to move. He's going to be the starter. Yeah. But apparently at the moment, people are not very happy. It's just, it's because it's El America, por eso. That's I why just, people get mad. Bro, people are pissed at Alexis. He's not a fucking America. Oh, but Alexis doesn't show up. Fucking uh, Ochoa. Yeah, not, he didn't show up this weekend. <laughs> All right, in the Dutch League, Feyenoord won 6-1, to one, and El Bebote is a scoring machine. He's got six. Six in the season, he's tied for first. Let's go. So he needs to keep scoring, Pakistan. So I don't win a keeper. And then PSV, they're steamrolling still. They won 4 0. Chuki's back. And then they get over an argument, Chuki and Pepe, over a PK because Pepe hasn't scored yet. And he's the nine. And he's like, Dame la papa, yo la meto. And then Chuki's like, But I'm the goat here, dog. You need to give it to me. And then Chuki, typical little kid thing, turns around, looks at the coach. He's like, no me quiero dar el valor. <laughs> and then the captain gives it to Pepe because I think the captain wants Pepe to turn it on, right? Yeah. Like, we need another striker. Pepe yeah. puts it away. And then he doesn't give Chucky a ball. You saw the one? He broke down the line, meant to cross it in, didn't cross it in. Chucky. I don't know, man. Chucky probably gave him an earful in the locker room. Fuck yeah. It's Chucky. That's why they call him Mon- Muñeco Diabolico. In the locker room, too, that was known to have an attitude. Uh, Obviously, we have to talk about what happened. Yes, we do. And obviously, what happened was America beating Chivas 4-0 over the weekend. Una pinche bailada. Que que bailada y si que bailada. So, we'll talk a little bit about the game. And there's also a bunch of media antics stuff that kind of happened. But era una pinche madriza. No mamen. No yeah. pusieron ni las manos, the theme of this episode, que los equipos no ponen ni, la, ni las pinches manos, güey. <laughs> but yeah, the, Chivas completely got dismantled, regardless of whatever Fernando Hierro says. Fernando Hierro came out, and so did, uh, I think mainly he was defending this part, but people were asking him, you guys were not even competitive. And Fernando Hierro came out and said, what do you mean competitive? It was 2-0, and then we almost we got one taken away. And then we kept trying, and then they scored the 3 0, and then we kept trying. And uh, what we mean by competitive is that you were nowhere near in the scoreline, right? I think that's what a lot of people mean by not competitive. Pero no, hombre, sí que 
pinche bailada. You were very happy with your America results, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, uh, we were at the wedding, and every time the notifications came in, I had a bailada ahí también, celebrando. But no, aparte de eso, like, America is finally, Diego Valdez. Turned it on. Beautiful, amazing two, two goals. Two amazing goals. And I don't, everybody let him walk in for the first one, the 2-0, right? So the one in the corners, uh, Lichnowski goes for the ball, and then he just turns. Casually, yeah, and he drops it, it off to, to and nobody comes out. No, no, they no one loving it. No, same on the first one. Yep, he gets it from his own half, walks it all the way over there. El pollo briseño, el más colmilludo, pinche más vergón de todos los de las chivas, watches him walk right in, and I'm like, dude, like that's not at minimum what I expect from pollo uh, out of everybody. He, w I would have thought he'd press right, but you let him walk right in, and this dude was a sharpshooter that night. Yeah. Literally just puts it to the side. Boom. Sacala. Both of those goals, like as soon as the ball came off of his foot, he was already running trying to celebrate because he knew they were going in. He knew they were bangers. You look, wait, the one fool that should not be scoring. Sendejas. <laughs> you let him score the 4-0. Y lo te go. baila, cabrones. No les da vergüenza. Dude, te digo, no pusieron ni las manos, nadie, ni but, el Guti, el que viene oh de PSV, the, the getting, signing. He was getting rocked. Ay, ay, ay. Like, he was slower than a turtle, bro. Yeah, so it, overall, the game was an embarrassment for Chivas. It, I think this was one of the best games we've seen out of America as well, though. Definitely. I do have to say that. Like, yeah. that was them at their top level. They balled out. They showed up. To keep a clean sheet también, like those yeah. two center backs, like... ¿Qué más quieres? For, and two center backs, one of them being... Uh, Super young. El pinche, el joven Juarez, yeah. who's been killing it with the U23 Mexico squad, and we've been screaming for him to get minutes in the first squad and to get it with América. That's great, because América still, even though he's killing it, looking for another center back, right? So yeah. hopefully they, they respect his, uh, his performances and let him stay. But no, yeah, Chivas... Is in a nosedive. No, and then it raises so many questions. This will move us right into the conference and stuff, but raises so many questions. You have Chapito Sanchez in. Why isn't Mosso in? Yeah. Where is Victor Guzman? What's going on at the nine? Who the who's Ricardo Marin? Paunovic and the interview says that Victor Guzman's not ready or not I'm not gonna put in people that are not uh at their right level. But then he turns around and says, uh, Eric Gutierrez, we need to give him some time. He hasn't played in six months. Then why is he? <laughs> what? How does that make any sense? Then I, why is he in? Okay, I say. So that all of these things come into play, right? And they ask these things to Paunovic. And Paunovic has a very aguerrido response, right? Like, se suben a mi barco y nadie se baja. Like, and, and if. He did come out and say some controversial things. Banovich said something along the lines of, uh, if we would have executed what I needed, we would have won, which is kind of throwing your team under the bus. Yeah. Right. So the rumor is maybe the, the locker room's a little torn. And all right. Yeah. I mean, he put out a video saying, que mi papa nunca f he never backed down. And therefore, I'm never going to back down, which I thought was kind of cringe. And this whole narrative that he's taking on, it's not helping that his team is not getting the results. And it's worse because his team is not out there 
doing what he says he's doing and instilling yeah. in the team, being aguerrido and trying their best. Like, that's not what they did. Yep. It's very similarly, Fernando Hierro came out and said, going off of your point, that they they did compete, right? And, I mean, obviously, you're a professional team playing against a professional team. Yes, you were out there running next to them and doing everything, but they look light years better. And we've been saying this for, for since we started this fucking podcast, that America lineup is just overall stacked, right? Compared to the limitations that Chivas has, the players on there, they have star Mexican players, but the overall depth of it is nowhere near the same, right? But then Hierro comes out and tries to say all these things and make make almost excuses. He says, I, I was part of so many 5-0s with Real Madrid, Barcelona, where I lost, where I won them 5-0. Right, y para la siguiente ganamos, y para la otra perdimos, right? But at the end of the day, it, it doesn't help as a Chivas fan. You're just no. like, what the fuck? And it doesn't help that you've lost your three last games. Yeah, the last three, three games, games against good opponents, which you would think, um, and maybe this is my next point, is what happened a month ago, two months ago? Chivas was overall number one, invictos, strong, and then they go to League's Cup, and the not just the result switch, the narrative switches. They get smacked by Cincinnati. They get smacked by Sporting Kansas City. Don't even like try in those games, looks like. And then Panovic all of a sudden comes out and says, we're not ready for international competitions. <laughs> How did you go from Dude. completely surprising everyone to the final, almost winning it, 20 minutes left, losing it, and then all of a sudden, the fucking world turns upside down. Now everyone switches and it's like, all right, Chivas fracasó. And then you start the season, kill it. You're like, oh, damn, we're going to win it this season. And then you go to a tournament, shit the bed, and then they're like, Chivas is not good enough for international ball. You're like, what the fuck? And then you come back and now you've lost three in a row. And you're just like, what is happening? I'm telling you, like, I've been saying it, okay, Chivas just finds somehow some way to win but their luck is going to run out. And I feel like that's what it was with Pauno. Like, he came in as this coach who's comes from a director deportivo who's who was around Madrid, and they have this kind of, like, luck and winner's luck. And now, today, this weekend, these past three weekends that they played, it, that luck has run out. Like, they are not finding a way to win anymore. And I think it's the it, law of averages. Like, we, yeah. we talk about también. It's like, they're done. I think a big thing of it is, like, why you had your squad that was killing it. Why are you making so many changes? There's something going on like, in there. Yeah, but, like, uh, yeah, what's going on with Mosso? Why don't Mosso should be in there just from La Garra Clecha, right? Like, yeah. like why are you switching that up? Uh, if Eric Gutierrez is not 100%, why is he in there? You, you had a mid that was very dynamic, very strong. They would work their asses off, and you would just let Oso Gonzalez do the recovery work, yeah. right? And now you got those ways que no hacen nada para ataque ni para la defensa, right? Like, and then what's going on with your stars? And what? Yeah, exactly. What's going on with Alexis? What's going on with Pocho? They're they're not getting any answers on what's happening with Pocho. Nobody knows. The only, I, I guess, good player is there is El Robert Alvarado. Yeah, he's been showing up. That's been trying to do something, but other than that, like you can't choose anybody else. Yeah, no, this is 
It's not looking good. You got no forward. You got no midfield. You got no defenders. El Pollo Briseño just shit the bed. Say a chico. And it's just. Yeah. This is definitely. Down. It's a tall task for this team to turn around. There's all these uh, war cries that Paunovic is saying about, like, we're going to turn this thing around. He kept saying, um, Lo que yo aprendí desde siempre es que todo se cambia, se arregla con el trabajo. Right? Makes sense. Beautiful. Right? My dad tells me the same shit. Pero, what, like, what are you doing about it, right? It's not just the trabajo. It's also what what's torn up there. What's going on? Que pasa? And if, and if you lose the locker room, there's not much fixing it. Pero, I don't know. Chivas seems to be a little bit more the procesos. Aguantaron a Ricardo Cadena. Aguantaron a Cardoso in their bad times. Um, I don't, th- I am not going to the point of saying, like, a lot of these people on Fútbol Picante are like this. I don't think this is a crisis. Like it's three bad games in a row. Yes. But uh, they need to figure out a way to work it out. You're not going to fire somebody, I think, at this moment. I think Paunovic does save himself because he uh, made it to the final. final. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't because you're respecting that, Like I think the team needs to figure a way out. Yeah, just I don't see a way out for Panovich calling it right now. Right, I don't think so. They, I mean, they're gonna have some better games ahead, right? Like, I mean, Monterrey, uh-huh, uh, better. No, Monterrey passed. Oh, uh-huh. uh, America passed. They play Pachuca this weekend, so. But we'll see. I don't know maybe they'll get a Mazatlán soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of other games, Monterrey beat León three to one. Tecatito got his first game, and it just looked way too freaking easy. He looks like he just came to just have a good time. He was doing the little fintitas. Vámonos para acá, para acá. His, the assist that he gave to the Jordi Cortizo on the goal, which I love that connection. Yeah. Um, looked amazing. It looked like old Tecatito. Little touch over here, little finta, boom. Kind of feel like he should have stayed in Europe, though, but come to yeah. you know, collect his pension. I mean, chill. as long as he gets minutes. If you're being realistic, that's all he's got. Just keep getting minutes and keep embarrassing Liga Mekis defenders. Liga Mekis lifers. For real. Pumas beat Atletico San Luis 3-2. to two. They beat the top dogs. Uh-huh. And the biggest Mexican sensation, Chino Huerta, keeps tearing it up. He keeps going, man. He scored a – it was a good goal. He got it off of like – I don't remember if it was a corner or a free kick, but he just – not a little fintita, a little – Step to the left. The Typical. Is this su, yeah, su, como su, su usual, no? Su signature. Su little, la medicina que la aplica la gente. Is he ready for Europe? I would like to see him go to, uh, like, the Netherlands. Um, and I think he's ready. I think he could take that next step. Um, he needs to go to a PSV and Ajax. Ajax needs players right now. They're not doing too hot. Um, I would like to see him... Tear it up with the Mexican team a little bit more because with the Mexican team, he'll get exposure to players outside of Liga Mekis. I think if he can continue to be a good uh, off the bench player, because obviously Tecatito and Chucky are going to come back, um, I think he'll get a lot of demand. He's already getting demand from Europe, right? But I think that would make me feel more confident that he's going to go out there and tear it up because like, he can do it in different levels. Uh, but no, yeah, I mean, he's showing everything he needs to. Porque no las chivas, cabrón. No estabas ahí. Oh, es que 
like I've said it before, we Las Chivas is just different pressure. Uh, for real, it is. There's just a toxicity there. Uh, Atlas beat Tigres 2-0, and Tigres is also not looking too hot. Um, Marcelo Flores came in. He looked good. He's looking good in training. Uh, he, and then he got a yellow card. A nice welcome to Liga Mekis because uh, Abella went in on him with a little colmillo, like, tomala underneath. Bienvenido a Liga MX. Bajito la mesa, a little. Cabrón. Mm, and then Marcelo Flores got heated, went straight at him. No, you gotta, tienes que disimular, compa. Yeah, but he's doing really well, and there's some practice video of him doing really well. But I think Tigres, even though they're losing, I feel like Tigres is that type of team that as, as long as they make it to La Guilla, they'll find fine. a way. They'll be fine. You got Guignac. Guignac's not trying right now. You got Quiñac, you got Quiñones, you got... Doesn't care. The usual. They'll, they'll get Cordoba by then. Yeah. Um, but, for, but for Atlas, they have... Uh, what's the guy's name? They have Caicedo, right? Jordi Caicedo. He scored a goal. Typical Tigres fashion. A player leaves to a cheaper team, and then they tear it up a la Quiñones. Uh, yeah, um, this Caicedo dude's killing it with Atlas. He's going to be a, a pretty good one for them. They probably think they have another hidden Quinones. gem like Guignones in their hands. Yeah. All right, enough of the league that I hate so much with my heart. Uh, we'll bring it on home with MLS. Let's just touch a couple of them. We had El Trafico over the weekend, LAFC 1-4-2. So the world's kind of getting back to normal. Yeah, as long MLS. as Carson FC loses, we're good. You see the fights in the stands? No. I did not, but I mean, I'm sure there were some. Yeah, there was hell of madrasas I saw. Uh, I saw this video of some dude go flying. What like a, the? This chubby dude. I don't remember if they were celebrating or something. It became a meme, so it didn't really look like a clean video. But some Galaxy fan, like, I'm going to say Tumboy. Fuck. Um, Atlanta beat Inter Miami 5-2 to two and ending this reign of terror that Inter Miami's had on the league. But they didn't have Messi. Yeah, so I feel kind of don't count. I mean... Everyone else is Busquets was there. Jordi Alba was there. Yeah, but Messi wasn't there, so don't count. He was at his son's academy game. Yeah. Drinking little mate. Chilling, just sentado ahí mirando su hijo jugar. It's turf. He can't he can't play in turf. It wasn't because of that, right? They give him was it that? No, I think it was fatigue because he came back from Argentina. But I mean, knowing him, Tamin was like, yo, it's turf. I can't play. Uh, Atlanta trolled Messi by posting a pizza with an L on it. Yeah, I didn't really understand it. I just thought it was funny that that official account put it on there. It's because he posted that he was eating pizza while um, the team was traveling. He he posted in Miami that he was like eating and the geolocation was Miami. So people were like, oh, this confirms he's not playing. Playing. Um, Got it. I don't know. And then a lot of people started talking about Argentino pizza. What? It's like a thing, like a type of pizza. Oh. Um, and so, like, I just saw people talking. Nico Cantor was talking about But it. did you see the goal from uh, Campana? Campana, Campana no? yeah. Dude, that it's goal was out. a banger, bro. He didn't get a call out to the Ecuador national team. He's from Ecuador. I think he deserves one soon. He got a contract extension. Yeah. Did you know, fun fact, that was uh, like a millionaire in Ecuador? Or just in general? Dafu like got some good investments. He's only 23, 24. Well, his family, his family are like uh, politics and businessmen. 
So he's got some uh, money. So Papi tiene el dinero. I don't know, bro. I'm just saying he's... He comes from money. Yeah. Se dice. All right. Uh, and just last shout out, our San Jose Earthquakes. Vámonos desde la cuna, cabrones. Desde arriba. la cuna. They beat Real Salt Lake 2-1. to one. Currently sitting in playoffs, the Earthquakes are... And we're hoping that they stay there. Finish strong, you guys. Let's go. I want a playoff game at home. Yeah, that, that'd can, be dope. I can make my season tickets worth it. No, I'll put it in if they do. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got our tailgate coming. So keep an, uh, keep an eye out for that, you guys. We'll give you guys more details soon. Yes. All right, folks. Cesar, let's take it on home. Give the people some games to watch over the weekend. So I'm going to be paying attention to Liverpool against West Ham. West Ham are poised to be top six, in my opinion. Um, so it's going to be a good game against a tough Liverpool squad. Let's go. I got Arsenal versus Tottenham, the North London Derby. Yeah, we'll see if Tottenham is the real deal here. I was mentioning earlier, this is going to be their big test. If they're, those players that they have can really hold up against a really tough squad like Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal is going to be coming off of a great win in Champions League. Uh, hopefully this turns it around for them as well. But I expect a really good game. Also got Ajax against Feyenoord. Um, hopefully Santi can keep on scoring for the sake of Mexico and Feyenoord. Um, and it's going to be a really good match down Netherlands. Uh, this weekend in La Liga, we also got El Derby de Madrid. Atletico Madrid versus Real Madrid. Uh, I think Jude Bellingham is just going to continue that tear. I highly doubt that Atletico Madrid will stop him. In Liga Mekis, I got America against Toluca. This game, I feel like it's always a classic uh, between them, um, America um, is going to be traveling to Toluca, Al Infierno. So it's going to be a really good game. It's going to be fun to watch. Same in La Liga. We got Chivas versus Pachuca. Chivas got to turn it around after three losses in a row in that huge L versus America. They got to show up. Pachuca has been picking it up now. Uh, so it's not going to be an easy task for Chivas, but they need to turn it around or else people are going to get off that Paunovic boat, El Barco de Paunovic. We got El Clásico Regio. Clásico is this weekend. Tigres versus Monterrey. So you already know Monterrey is about to get popping. Always say it's no la violencia. Los Regios, cálmense en, entre ustedes. Una carnita asada, ¿no? Yeah, Les encanta. Algo, una un barbacoa. Así nomás. Yeah, calmado. No. Bajen en las chelas. Yeah, abrazos no balazos, okay? En, en Monterrey. So that's what we'll say. In the MLS, I got San Jose Earthquakes against Nashville. San Jose are trying to book their place in the playoffs. And this is going to be a good test. It's going to be at home as well. So San Jose got to come through. I got Orlando versus Inter Miami. Little local Florida classic. And lastly, I got Everton versus Uchipato in the Chilean League. Only reason why I wanted to call him out was because Chapito Montes plays for Everton and has been doing pretty well. He got an assist in two games ago. Um, and this, this is a team that's owned by Grupo Pachuca. And fun fact, Uchipato has the same logo as the Steelers from the NFL. Let's you guys go. haven't known. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's legal or if you're uh, telling on them right now. But, but yeah, it looks kind of funny. Yeah, it looks kind of funky. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right, Cesar, that's all that I had. You want to bring us home? Yeah, guys. So as always, thank you guys for watching. Make sure you tune in. Um, to our discord join and you keep an eye out for the tailgate coming soon uh, i think it's like the weekend of the 20th the 21st but we'll have more details in our socials and in our discord um, and as always thank you guys for listening peace everyone